0: Welcome to Everyday Animism, a weekly podcast exploring all things animism, particularly how animism impacts everyday life. The podcast is hosted by Kelly Harrell, Brandis Schnabel, and Janet Roper. Let's dive in. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm really good. <laughs> Third time's a charm. Let's see if Janet shows up. There's Janet. I'm here. Yay. <laughs> Hello. Uh, Clearly, Mercury is still retrograde. Uh, We had a couple false starts. So um, we wanted to talk this week. Uh, I asked what we had in mind, and then Kelly literally articulated what I was planning on suggesting if no one else had an idea. So it must be meant to be, Um, which is to discuss shadow. Um, I actually, this is actually, we've also been talking about possibly discussing the law of attraction. Um, and, and it was based on a listener messaging me about some things. And when I went back and looked at the message a little bit further, the nuance there, um, was less about law of attraction and it was actually about shadow and this idea of, um, that in some views of, you know, what we should focus on, what we should give our energy to, what we should be striving for, should always be on the light side of things. The good, the healthy, the um, and that where we focus away from those things and into shadow aspects, that that's somehow problematic. And, and I find that idea somewhat problematic. So we've been trying to figure out ways to talk about that. And I think another episode on the law of attraction, absolutely. Um, but what I it sounds like both of us were thinking was to talk about this idea of shadow in general. Um, So Kelly, do you want to talk a little bit about it from your perspective?
1: Well, the way that I approach shadow is maybe different from the way that it's popularly projected into our culture, which is more along the lines of Jung's uh, approach to shadow, which is kind of like our our darkness and whether he did the charge that has traveled with that perception of shadow i don't know but there is this sort of projection that shadow is all of your fear and all of your dark secrets and um, any emotions that you're not comfortable with. I mean, there, I think the list could go on, but those are kind of the big ones that come up when people collectively talk about shadow. But the way that I approach shadow in my shamanic work is a little bit different, and that is shadow is what you don't know about yourself, or it could be what you don't know about a situation. It doesn't necessarily have to be yourself, but about a dynamic. Mm-hmm. And When you shift the perspective to what you don't know, it takes that charge out of it. It's no longer good and bad. It's no longer light and dark and evil or wonderfully light. Yes. And yeah, so when you can approach anything in your life from the standpoint of what do I know about it and what do I don't what do I know about myself in regard to this dynamic or this situation it allows you to have a little bit of distance to step back and really animistically engage those parts of yourself or parts of the dynamic and say what do you need me to know yeah I love that and I yeah
0: think for me also i mean i'm sure that janet and i approach with some of that nuance too, having done our shamanic um learning largely from you kelly but um i also think about even when you look at shadow in terms of that dichotomy of you know good bad dark light um good and evil kind of stuff um and that really doesn't resonate but um where we look at things that are shadow it is like what is the unknown what is the um not honored i guess also like not um to me it's when i think about it it's not just what i don't know but also maybe what i don't (laughs) understand which i guess is a nuance of not knowing because do you really know if you don't fully understand it's like not the things that i'm not aware of but that maybe i don't understand Um, their purpose or what they serve or how they've furthered conversation or how they've furthered healing in me, that kind of thing. When I talk to people in therapy or um, just in conversation about the things that they see as their failings, um, there's so much empowerment in looking at the way you've handled things previously. And even if you're choosing to handle them differently, those things served you and helped you survive up until the point that you knew something different that whole know better do better kind of thing but also Mm -hmm. we're never we're not always necessarily becoming better we're just evolving and the thing that we used to do that we don't do that we kind of see as you know our faults or our immaturity or the wrong words or the you know all of it furthered us to the point where we now see those things differently into like a place of better understanding, I guess.
2: And I think that's an important concept to remember is that it did help us at one point, you know, and like you say, Brandy, it did help us grow to become who we are. So it is an important factor from that perspective, for sure. And also, um, when I think of shadow like that, it doesn't have the charge, like what Kelly was talking about a little bit earlier, Mm -hmm. because when I first learned about shadow and it was when I was first doing um, spiritual direction study. um, Gosh, I don't remember when, but years ago. And um, it was taught as good and bad. And so Mm -hmm. at least the way that I perceived what the teaching was, was that you needed to bury the bad so you could only show the good. And
1: that's just, that's not
2: good. That's, um, (laughs)
1: no pun intended
2: no
0: pun intended yeah
2: you know um yeah there's a charge there for sure Mm
0: -hmm. well and so so one of the things that came up in this message that sort of prompted my initial thinking was this idea you know the person messaged me and said someone close to me has told me that they can choose their experience um and basically it sounded like along the lines of I don't have to have um, bad experiences or I don't have, I can choose what happens to me in a way. And that the, and I, the the nuance of the conversation and my reply had to do with, well, you know, do you, do you want to always choose experiences that are good, fluffy, light, comfortable Um, you know, what's the nuance in that? And basically that we can choose to not engage our shadow and for me, from my perspective, engaging our shadow is the entire point of growth. And it's, it gives the entire context to everything that isn't shadow. I mean, you have to acknowledge what's in shadow or what is shadow in order to approach everything else. Does that well, make sense?
1: It does because there's, there's no such thing as only a fluffy option. I mean, if if we're really talking about animism, there's no such thing because it's not separate from all the other options. They are all on the same plate and you either take the plate or you take the plate and don't like it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? There's no option. And so the, you know, just. Just you know that 's not even looking at ancestors or you know anybody else 's shit that might be impacting our own i 'm not just talking about our own plate, so i mean it's it 's all connected mm-hmm. and I think
0: um this also makes me think of i know all three of us are trying to do some self work around uh, racism and and those and oppression. And it makes me think about the message that I've heard a lot in recent weeks around um, not sitting in a place of guilt and apology with what how you've chosen to behave in the past in, in terms of like, that's not the work. The work is not constantly being, I have been racist or I am racist and I'm so sorry and I'm a bad person. And um, this this place of like, and it makes me think of shadow in general. In looking at our shadow, um, if we just look at it and then immediately put all of those charged meanings behind it, we become paralyzed by it. It becomes a thing that doesn't further us. Um, paralyzed
2: and, and, is a good word, I think.
0: Right, right. So, And it's also a cop. I mean, it, it it becomes paralyzing. It becomes like an escape in a way. Like if you look at your shadow and you immediately put this, Oh my God, I did the wrong thing. I did the bad thing. I was, uh, you know, whatever, you know, negative connotation you want to put on your shadow stuff. The minute you do that and spiral into this like guilt, shame place, it's, it's a diversion from saying, okay, this is a thing. I'm looking at it. I'm not immediately going to the place of, I'm not a good person. And what can I do about it? Do I want to do anything about it? Does it serve me in some way? Is there another way to be served by something different now that I'm looking at this head on? Um, And I think that's the danger of seeing shadow uh, as the bad things, I guess.
2: And we're all conned into thinking that, you know, everything is light and fluffy and good. But like you say, when we accept that, and then the shadow appears, which it will, we can feel so much of a charge, so much guilt, so much shame that it's Mm -hmm. there, that it can be paralyzing. So I think people need to realize that um, it takes a lot of courage, at least from my experience, my personal experience of working with shadow. And Mm -hmm. I call it befriending shadow. So kudos to everyone who's out there doing it.
1: To to nuance that further, Um, Y'all know this, having come through the intensive, but people who have done shadow coursework with me know this also, there are very um, light, high, wonderful aspects of yourself and your life. That can also be shadow, or even qualities yeah. of yourself in yes, yes. your life. Can also because I mean, there's this tendency to say, you know, it's the parts where I fucked up. It's the parts where I made the wrong choice. It's the parts where I was deeply hurt and 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 withered. Um, but it's also the places where you confront your greatest power, and you're put on your ass, and it's it's the places where you meet gorgeous, powerful aspects of yourself. And it's so paralyzing in a different way that you realize you've lived without that power, that something happened in your life that, that disconnected you from that. And then becomes another healing process of, well, I've, I've met you. I've met this beautiful part of me that was shadowed from me. And now I have work to do to hang on to it, to bring it back and to grow more with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You've you got to get out of my head. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, not exactly, but like, God damn. Um, the other thing is like, it, it's also, there's a balance there in that, you know, I, I think there are things that we can look at, not in terms of eradicating a quality of ourselves, we look at eradicating things when we see them as solely bad in that stereotypical or like greater view of, of shadow, which Jung, when you get into the nuance, like, that's not how he talked about, you know, that's, that that wasn't the purpose. And in my understanding of Jung was not, I mean, he was very much of like all of these archetypes serve us and all mm-hmm. of these aspects serve us. Sometimes it's just about what's the balance here? And some of that, some of that comes with that like, you know, we can look at a quality in ourselves that we see as like a shadow aspect, but is it really a thing that is just out of balance or that we're looking at in an out of balance kind of way? Do, is it something that was heightened in us because we were surviving something? Is it something that was heightened in us or lessened in us because of where we were, where we were standing, what else we had in our toolbox, um, what we're carrying around from those before us, all of that. Can, and sometimes it's just about recalibrating it in, in the way that I visualize it. And when I, when I talk to clients who are seeing certain parts of themselves as solely bad, because in the past, you know, they don't see it as having served them, or it's a part of them that has, you know, caused pain for other people. If we look at that as something that needs to be eradicated in us, then we look at it as something we need to like rip out of ourselves or that part of us is inherently broken. Maybe it just needs balanced with something else. Maybe we need to just celebrate that at some point it helped us survive and now we can use it for different purposes or we can use it with more nuance because we're looking at it head on.
2: Okay, potential rabbit hole here. Um, Could balance also be a sign of shadow in the sense that we look at balance as supposed to be such and such a way instead of going with the flow of the balance being whatever it is?
1: It all can. Anything that we let become stagnant and that we Mm -hmm. cling to is shadow. Mm Mm-hmm. And
0: don't look at and kind of, I mean, I think Mm -hmm. there's so much shadow and I I think that's where like you were saying, Kelly, like sometimes the, the things that are powerful and just pure magic about us, if we've turned away from them and we're not looking at them, they are in, they are shadow, like they're, Mm -hmm. they're hidden and, and they're not understood. And I think sometimes, you know, we do that unintentionally or we've never even seen those things. I think At times, you know, if you have a history of abuse, I think it's something where someone is creating, isn't allowing you the space in your life to look within at those things, isn't allowing you the opportunity or the safety to use those things in the way they're intended. And so they sometimes they come out in different ways. And sometimes people spend their whole life not realizing something about themselves.
1: That is, you know, pretty
0: profound.
1: I think goddess is one of the most perfect examples of that. I mean, every, you know, I don't know if y'all were, you know, listening to this a few years ago, but like maybe before, especially the whole 2012 winter solstice thing, there was this huge buildup of Venus occultation and the goddess is coming back. And I'm like, where was she? Where did <laughs> yeah. she go? Yeah, She didn't leave. She didn't leave. She's always been here. But we were turned away from her and in some cases were ripped away from the earth dwelling spiritual paths that would have had her at the center or at least in balance with other aspects. But I always think goddess is one aspect that it, there's, there's nothing judgmental about it, but it, it is a shadow quality for most people because mm-hmm. of what we're used to in our culture. And also the aspects
0: of it that we suppress. So, like, goddess, you know, like, isn't just this voluptuous, gorgeous woman idea. Like, there are a million aspects of that. Exactly. Of that that idea, of that energy. And we've been so focused on, you know, I mean, I can think of a million different stereotypes around the whole goddess thing to the point that I think some people turning away from that insistent visual and narrative around goddess might have been part of what you know pushed it into shadow as well that I think Mm -hmm. some people turn some people can't see themselves in the most insistent picture of it and just turn away and go that's not for me but goddess can be and is so much more than I think the discussion has allowed
1: goddess to be yeah. For that matter, just woman, period. Uh,
0: stop it. That's just what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening today? You two are drinking the same water, I swear. Oh my gosh, you're freaking <laughs> me out. Now I have goosebumps. Um, yeah, <laughs> women. I mean like yeah. We're only I mean there's that's just a rabbit hole into itself women in general it is yeah well I can't even figure out how to succinctly articulate that Mm. so what are some other um you know what else do we want to touch on with shadow here like how I guess you know how can we where can we offer a starting point for people exploring animism to engage with shadow as as its own entity too I guess you know, to specifically address it from an animistic perspective. Well, what's like a said, starting, What's a starting point for stepping into um, acknowledging and maybe viewing shadow a little bit differently?
2: Um, for me, it's, like I said a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. it's befriending. Mm-hmm. It's been there to help you and has helped you in the best way that it's known how. And that's changed now. So when I look at it from befriending, there's no charge with that. It's just helping that part of myself to be what it needs to be now.
0: Mm -hmm. Hmm. What about you, Kelly?
1: It's hard for me to split that out from shamanic technique. I mean, that's, You know, there's the layer between animism and shamanism is animism is sort of the experience, whereas shamanism is taking um, action to change that experience in some way. Mm -hmm. So I think if there's a beginning point of exploring shadow as an animist, it's in the mirror. It's Mm -hmm. very basic validation of self and body and beginning to weed out the components of self that would otherwise um, be under attack or or that you would attack and, and to start becoming your own ally. And in doing so, you'll become more aware of shadow in the world and around you and how to perhaps open up your perspective on looking at things differently. It starts with the self. I got truth bumps yeah. when
2: you said um, becoming your own ally.
0: Yeah. And I, um, for me, I think um, mine's in that similar vein of kind of starting with yourself. Cause I, I mean, that's the easiest place to start finding the things you don't know is to just look. Um, and the first place you can look is inward and, and in the mirror. But um, I also started um maybe about a year ago whenever I I don't I don't remember to do write down tangibly write down gratitude on a daily basis but I try to make sure that when I do sit down that some of those gratitudes are related to qualities in me including qualities that I have seen as like something I need to change or want to change things that I tend to see negatively I try to include one gratitude for um, sh- a shadow aspect of, you know, where you know my ri- you know my righteous anger can sometimes not serve me well. Sometimes it serves me really well, and um, or my stubbornness, or you know, the things that. Um, when I look at those parts of myself, when I balance them out a little bit, like I learn how to compromise or I learn to, uh, sometimes I, I learned where to put my foot down and really use that energy and where I don't need that energy because it's not, you know, I'm safe and I don't need it. Um, and sometimes I'll, I will pick specific things that I, that frustrated me about myself And I will turn them into a gratitude for where they served me in getting through the day. Like maybe they weren't what I wanted to use out of my toolbox or from my arsenal or whatever. But they they got me to the end of the day whole and in one piece. And um, so they served me in that way. That's that's kind of where I try to have a touchstone with those things in a very, you know, small way. So everybody go embrace your shadow this week. Yeah. (laughs) Go look in your corners. There you go. Maybe do it after Friday. Isn't that when Mercury goes direct?
1: Friday or or Saturday. I I gave up. I'm worn out. I can't even look at a calendar. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Maybe do it this weekend when things are safer if they're ever going to be safe again, astrologically. Um, And yeah, let us know. Um, I feel like this is a conversation we could definitely follow up on. Um, And it would be helpful to know. I know we're kind of delving into a topic that maybe people aren't as familiar with um, in terms of this context. So if you want to hear more just about shadow in general, if you want us to talk about specific topics with that framework and sort of how we view it maybe a little bit differently um send questions we love your Uh, questions yes i love getting questions i know isn't it fun it's like getting presents (laughs) so send us presents in the form of (laughs) questions or feedback or uh if you'd like to hear an upcoming topic we're definitely looking for more topics to discuss and we will see you next week
2: have a good week everyone Thanks, ladies. Take
0: good care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. bye Thank you so much for listening this week. If you'd like more information on Kelly, Brandis, or Janet, or to listen to past episodes of our podcast, get some more information on our resource page, you can find all of those tidbits at everydayanimism.tumblr.com. See you next week.